y'all and welcome back to the For The One podcast. Today we are talking about living selfless versus selfish and what that looks like as a Christian living in a world where it's pretty saturated with doing things for yourself, um, being with that selfish mindset. You've seen this forever, but I feel like we see it especially today. So grab your Bibles, grab your iced coffee. I've got mine right here and y'all let's get started. So when you're little, as a little child, you know, learning about the world and everything, there are moments when you're selfish. You see this in kids all the time. We tend to think of selfishness as a childish thing, which I think is interesting because we see it a lot in adults. Um, But when children start to develop the concept of possession, you hear them always say, mine, no, that's mine. And simultaneously, as they learn possession, their parents have to teach them about sharing. You know, sharing is caring and all that. And they learn how to better cooperate with others in school. And at home, they can act in the best of the family unit as they learn to share what's theirs. And as you grow older, you know, you may be involved in some kind of team or class where you're required to do service hours. Like it's something that's kind of impressed upon you when you're young. You know, train them up in the way they should go. Let's be um, selfless and service. Um, and even though you may be required to do those service hours in like middle school and high school and all that, um, you're still being taught how to live in selflessness and giving your time, giving your resources, your energy into helping others. So then I kind of wonder like, why then do you think that people, when they get to be on their own, tend to revert to selfishness, the thing that they kind of developed as soon as they started learning possession. Like, they get out on their own in the world, and then they start doing everything for themselves and kind of drop it for others. And I say other people. I know, you know, I feel like this happens to everyone. I've seen it in myself too sometimes. And I wonder if it's because maybe they don't have anyone depending on them. Like, even if they have like a relationship or friends, like still really ultimately at the end of the day, no one's relying on what their decisions are kind of. And if you only have to worry about you, and that's kind of the um, the lifestyle that you are in in the moment, you tend to think and act in the interest of you. And of course, of course, it's good to act in, the, in your best interest. But also I think not acting in that interest, like, I think acting in your best interest, but with also in disregards to others and how your choices may affect them probably isn't good. You know what I mean? I think about, well, I bring this up first of all, because I think about my time abroad. I'm sorry. I went there and I'm going to bring it up for every episode, probably until forever. Um, But it was, I learned a lot of things and I noticed while I was there, a lot of people tend to live for themselves and like hedonistically and I get it like you're college kids and we're going abroad we're going there to learn experience new cultures and have fun so that comes with learning and doing things all the time but also you could just kind of I think there's a, a little bit difference from wanting to like learn about it and experience it versus wanting to indulge in it um you know just 
lifestyles that people live that were definitely of the world that I noticed while I was there, of at least my classmates or American counterparts that were visiting. But then also in Europe, you kind of hear like Europeans work to live and Americans live to work. Like it really is true. They have mastered the art of enjoying a good afternoon, like, or even a good morning. Like there's some days, you know, I'd go across the street from my apartment and go get my little cappuccino and just like read my Bible in the coffee shop before I had class for like an hour that day. And then we would go like walk around in the city, like, oh my goodness, it's gorgeous. And like, when you're out, you see people just sitting and eating and talking with whoever they're with and really just enjoying life. And it's a really beautiful thing that um, I think everyone should get to experience. And I'm sure we, we do have our own way of here, I'd say. But I do think, I think there's a fine line between glorifying God through your enjoyment of his blessings and the life that he's given us, and then also being hedonistic and selfish. Um, you know, it's one thing to enjoy an afternoon with good food, um, relaxation, your friends, your family. And then there's another thing to, to create this whole lifestyle around like how to get the best things for yourself, how to enjoy that all the time, maybe even at the expense of others. Um, so what then, you know, if we tend to, like I said, revert back to selfishness when you're on your own, um, what then should a life as a young adult or college student look like when you serve Jesus and you don't really have dependents relying on you? And I think about, well, first of all, I've recently um, come to the opportunity where this is something I've been thinking about quite heavily and quite often of like, okay, when I came back from abroad, I was like, okay, I love enjoying life, but I definitely don't want to live selfish. Like if I'm doing everything based off of what, you know, I want or what, you know, sounds fun to me, I just don't think that'd be really fruitful. Like what then do I want my life to look like in, you know, when I graduate or whatever. And so then I started wondering, okay, how do you really do that? How do you really do that? And so, of course, you know, we look into the word um, for just any kind of guidance in life. And I came across Philippians 2 verses, I'm going to read y'all verses 3 through 11. And just listen to these words because I think it's truly the embodiment of what it means to live a life for Christ. And in, in a, honestly, this passage right here in at least the version of my Bible, it's titled Imitating Christ's Humility, um, something that I think goes hand in hand with selflessness. Um, but verse three, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you into the interest of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to quote, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, in that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. 
Okay, so we know none of us are Jesus, right? None of us, um, you know, are the son of God or whatever. But I think it's really important who Paul says, in your relationships, have the same mindset of Christ. He has the has the most reason to boast in who he is. He has the most reason to be like, hey, I'm God. You know, but instead he took on humility, the position of the servant. I mean, Jesus himself said, I came not to be served, but to serve. He came in humility. He humbled himself being obedient to death. I think I love how Paul uses the word obedient here because I think obedience to the Lord and what the Lord shall be having you do being like, hey, God, how do you want me to live my life? You know, how do what do you want me to do with these excess resources that I maybe have, like as in time or money or just what have you like, God, what should I do? And I think when we take what we have and make it obedient to what God wants for us, I think already that's in line for Christ's humility. Um, He humbled himself, though, you know, maybe I think a lot of young adults, at least in mainstream culture, are taught like, ooh, I got the best job. Like, let me show it off with my possessions or, you know, just talking about it all the time or something like that. Or, oh, I have X, Y, Z. And sometimes people are boasting in something that's completely untrue and it's just like a lie that they fabricated in terms of like, oh, you see all my possessions, like you can tell I'm really rich when maybe they may be swimming in like debt or something. Um, You know, what does it mean to humble yourself? So maybe you do have the best paying job ever, or maybe you don't. You know, what does it look like to, in humility, in selflessness, submit that to God and live a lifestyle um, with a heart posture of humility? Um. You know, like I mentioned, I'm thinking a lot about my foreseeable future. And when I think about it, I just know I'll have probably a lot of time to myself. Eventually, I'll be living in my own apartment, hopefully like with a roommate or something. Um, All I really have is like work and church. And then I'm like, okay, do adults do after school activities? Like what am I going to do for the rest of my time? Then I also think about how I don't want it to be all consumed by me. I think that's you know, an intentionality that I developed from what I observed overseas. Um, I say overseas, like I literally went to where I did it. I mean, just um, away with a bunch of college students um, living, you know, them around me living that lifestyle. And like I said, you see this a lot in young adults today. They're almost in many, many different ways, put themselves on a pedestal when really we shouldn't be. Like Paul said, we need to be obedient in nature, humble um, with whatever God's in store for us. And you know, as Christians, we're called to imitate imitate Christ in all we do, and we know that's going to be super contradictory to culture. So in imitating Christ in all we do, why not start with his humility? You know, we get to ask God for wisdom. I think that's one of the coolest things. I always think about uh, King Solomon, how God said, you know, ask for anything and it'll be yours. And he said, he asked God for wisdom. And because he asked God for that, he blessed him infinitely more. You know, like, and we get, because of Jesus and his death on a cross and him tearing the veil and like the Holy Spirit being within us, we get to approach the throne of God and ask him for wisdom 
Like, why not? Let us. We get to ask God for wisdom to discern what to do with our lives. We get to listen to what he says and apply it. I want you all to hear what James says about this kind of wisdom in James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. It reads, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such, quote-unquote, wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap in a harvest of righteousness. Wow. I think James has used some pretty heavy wording here. He calls people who are selfishly ambitious, who have envy, maybe, you know, want something for themselves, only want to do what's best for them, covet what their neighbor has. He calls it demonic, unspiritual, and earthly. I think when we don't take action to posture our hearts in humility, that allows for evil forces to enter our lives and try to take control. Selfish ambition, you will find disorder in every evil practice. But in verse 17, the wisdom that comes from heaven, y'all, this very wisdom that we get to approach God and ask for, this wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving. Notice how here it says, consider it. You consider others and you strive for peace with them. Submissive. I think that's something that a lot of people in our world today um, have this kind of self-pride where they don't want to be submissive. Um, They don't want to be submissive in a heart posture of servitude, whether you see it a lot with like women and their spouses. Um, But I think also just in general, people are like, no, why would I be submissive? Like, I'm me, I'm my own person, and then, you know, inwardly turning the scope back to themselves. Notice how here it says that wisdom is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. Not only does wisdom from God and a heart posture of humility helps you be considerate and helps you serve others better, but it helps you also to be impartial and sincere. It just flows into every other good spiritual aspect in your life. Y'all, let us, in humility, serve one another. Bear each other's burdens. For the one who's listening, for the one who needs to hear it, God often blesses us with abundance in many different ways. He often blesses us with abundance to share that with others. People of this world think they own what they have, And that they get to decide what to do with it. But y'all remember, Christians are stewards of God's resources. Well, we all are, but we know that we are. And these resources are not our own. Selflessness and humility is a heart posture, like I said. But it flows into a lifestyle. No matter if you're just a kid in school or a young adult, if you're taking care of your own family, no matter your current life situation. There's always room 
to be a servant to others, to humble yourselves, and to live selfless. Not only will it show love to others, but you'll notice it'll bring a it'll bring a unique joy to your life as well. I mean, I see no reasons not to. For the one who's listening, for the one who needs to hear it, y'all. Jesus loves you. God bless. Hey, y'all. If this has been a blessing to you, please go ahead and share it with your friends. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the one who needs to hear it. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get notified when new episodes launch. And follow along on Instagram at ForTheOnePodcast underscore. Thanks again for listening. Peace out.